had a college degree in history and I was just Googling like what kind of jobs can I get that pay well and where I don't have to go to college to get it. And technology or coding is like the thing that shows up the most that just like makes the most sense or made the most sense to me because I could just learn on my computer without investing a lot of money. So, Hey friend, it's David Nabinski here in New York City. So excited for this Portfolio Career Podcast episode with Laurence Bradford. In this episode, you'll learn how Laurence decided to teach herself how to code in 2013, despite not having a technical background in college. While doing this, she decided to start blogging about her coding journey, launching Learn to Code With Me. In this episode, you'll learn that Learn to Code With Me started growing. It then turned into now a over a hundred plus podcast episode show, a platform, and now a business. You'll learn to think about how to reverse engineer your dream job, the importance of finding collaborators when learning new skills, how to maximize your time and prioritize it while growing your side hustle and projects, learning to know when to invest more time and focus into your side hustle because it's gaining traction, and so much more. As always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Laurence. Cool. Um, so Laurence, if we were to go to an event tonight, how do you uh, typically introduce yourself? So it depends on who I'm around and who I'm introducing myself to. But typically I would say something along the lines of like, I, you know, have my own business and I help people learn how to code or other technologies so they can advance their career. So that's kind of like the high level version of um, what I would say. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And I love to just, as we're getting started a little bit, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you taught yourself how to code a couple of years ago and I just what I'm trying to do with the podcast is encourage people to learn skills and build projects and experiment. And since that's how you started a lot of some of your current journey to some extent, I'd love to just learn a little bit about that, that part of teaching yourself getting started. Yeah. So I first started actually, it's really, it's crazy how long ago it was because it feels like it was just yesterday, but it was in 2013 was actually when I first began officially teaching myself how to code. And my journey had a lot of twists and turns in it. But one of the things I did very early on was get a side gig, or you could call it a side hustle or a side project or freelancing, whatever word you want to use. Essentially, I got like a part-time job where I was contracting and working with a more advanced developer. And at the time, I really didn't know much at all. I had just started myself, started teaching myself, but I knew how important it would be to actually put those skills into use because I had another experience right before this where I thought I knew what kind of job I wanted. I find, you know, went to college, all that, got a job in that industry, and within like two weeks realized it wasn't for me. So I had a little like shell shock, I think from that, that I was like, I need to get real world experience as fast as possible in this thing I'm exploring to know if it's right for me. So I don't waste time, money, whatever, pursuing something just to get there and be like, oh no, that's wrong. So I wanted to kind of test the waters first. Thank goodness I did that. That was a great decision. 
And turns out I ended up liking it. This was way before I even started Learn to Code with me. I ended up starting Learn to Code with me like six months later or so because teaching yourself how to code or really like anything technical or design related isn't that easy. And I really needed a way to help hold myself accountable and like self-motivate myself because I wasn't going to a coding boot camp or I wasn't going to like college or, you know, studying it in like a school setting. I sometimes would go to meetups that taught tech things, but that was, you know, a couple times a month. If that it was mostly on my own. So that's what really led to me starting the learn to code me blog. And it has evolved so much since then, but it was almost like a side project while I was doing these other side projects in tech, like building my skills up over time. Mm -hmm. And do you, through that process, what do you think are some highlights of uh, lessons learned for people that are, you know, learning new skills and um, would you still recommend, you know, go to, go to meet up here and there, or do you, or how would you recommend people to find uh, collaborators and, yeah, I guess it depends on exactly what like skills you're learning and industry you're learning. Obviously, I'm familiar with things in the tech space, so that's like what my perspective is all around. But as I said already, I was and I would recommend to anyone to get real world experience in that thing as soon as you can. When people hear that though, I think they maybe panic cuz they think it's like a full-time job and but but I don't mean that at all. I mean like something small, something part-time, even volunteer work. That's a great way to know if that field is right for you or not. And going to meetups is another great thing because at meetups or at event bright events or at conferences or any kind of in-person gathering of people in that industry, it's a way to connect with people who work in the industry already, hear about their roles, you know, see what they like, see what they don't like, see what the people they are like, if it seems like something you're interested in, interested in especially if they're doing like presentations or teaching. So not just like a happy hour, but like, oh, you're watching people give tech talks or something that can really give you a sense of if that industry you're trying to change into is a good fit. The other you know, upside of that is you can connect with people in the industry, which can obviously make your transition a lot easier. And same thing goes for volunteering. Like if you're volunteering with a nonprofit, maybe building them a website, you don't have much experience, not only are you getting experience to build that website, you're also starting to make like connections, maybe not in tech, but someone that can make another referral um, for you later to do another project. And maybe that next time it would be paid. So, um, so yeah, so going to networking events, meeting people in the industry, uh, the side projects or side gigs, whatever you want to call it. I think those are all good ways to like start out with a transition. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, uh, maybe we could just jump into the, just a little bit more about the learn to code with me. Um, as you mentioned, it was a blog and it's a podcast and over a hundred episodes, multiple seasons. What do you think are some of the key lessons learned from, you know, interviewing so many different people in technology and breaking into technology? What are some like common threads that you think always like stand out? Yeah. So for breaking into tech and switching to tech specifically, Honestly, like, I feel like what you study in college doesn't really matter because I've talked to people on the show who don't even have high school diplomas who like, who like dropped out of high school and people who have master degrees or multiple master degrees who ended up switching, you know, in, in unrelated technical fields who ended up then switching into tech. I think like, it's just like hard work, persistence, 
it is like challenging, especially if you're doing it on your own. So you need to like be able to self-motivate to a certain degree, I think, because it's definitely not an easy thing to learn. If it was, everyone would, you know, be learning it and doing the jobs because as you know, I think we all know, like the, the tech jobs pay well. That was one of my initial attraction attractions to it when I um, wasn't sure what I was going to do. I had a college degree in history and I was just Googling like what kind of jobs can I get that pay well and where I don't have to go to college to get it. And technology or coding is like the thing that shows up the most that just like makes the most sense or made the most sense to me because I could just learn on my computer without investing a lot of money. So um, yeah, so I went off on a little tangent there, but again, back to the persistence and yeah, having that self-motivation. And I think that is like the underlying thing is like the mental state and, and the motivation, the persistence, but then of course there's tactical things. So again, going to different events or connecting with people online, like building out your, you know, in tech network, or I like to think of it as like friends in the industry. Um, also getting like some real world experience, which you can do again through volunteering, through things like side projects. You don't have to jump into a full-time job right away. And then everyone likes to learn in different ways. So I have people on the show that went to coding boot camps. I have some that really didn't even take online courses. They just learned through trial and error. Like they would try to build something and Google along the way you know, reference check things, cross check things. And they kind of just like taught themselves through building projects. And I have people who, you know, learned in a number of ways. So I don't think that really matters. I think it's just more like your learning style. And for some people, they really want like a coding bootcamp experience where they're in a classroom for three months and they're surrounded with people doing the same thing. And it really helps them like, you know, level up others. Maybe they don't have the finances or the flexibility to do that you can totally get to the same place as those people if you're just, you know, doing it at home every night, you know, for a couple hours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. Um, we were talking about it before the, the show started, but I loved your um, episode number 100 and uh, talking a lot about your journey. And I'll put that into the link into the show notes. Um, but one thing that was really stood out to me was you, you talked about like the ability to kind of reverse engineer your your journey a little bit and like basically see roles or think about the projects or the, the roles that you want it may you may not be there today but start planning to then get there um can maybe talk a little bit more about that that kind of framework for people yes yes and i still like I tell people to do this all the time when they ask me like what should i learn or what kind of job should i go after and you know to put it simply, it's to start with like your end goal. And if you're not sure what your end goal is, then just, just guess like at what you think it could be. It doesn't have to be like totally exact. It's okay to change your mind later, not a huge deal. So it may be something like, I want to be a front end developer and I want to work in the beauty industry. Like, you know, I love makeup and I love hair and I really want to work on like a product that relates to that. Cause I, that's like my passion, whatever. And I want it to be in person and I want it to be, um, where I live in, you know, New York city. So you would kind of take like your goal, like looking at or your, or your vision, looking at some of those factors and you would find jobs that align with that. So these aren't jobs that you have to, um, 
that you're qualified for now by any means. It's like what you're going to use as your blueprint to follow. And sidebar, this is really relevant for people who want full-time jobs in tech. If you want to start your own business or freelance full-time, this may not be the exact thing you follow, but a full-time job, this is like great to follow. Okay, so you are then searching for job listings online. So maybe you see like a job at, um, you know, a certain makeup or a few different makeup companies or e-commerce sites for makeup companies. And you see the list, like the job listings, you compile them in a spreadsheet and you start to find similarities amongst them. So there's certain skills, like there's soft skills, there's, you know, technical skills. There may be other kinds of qualifications that they're looking for. And you'll kind of um, maybe acquire or, or collect like 10 dream job listings at companies you think you would like to work for, roles you would like to work in, and, and the, the city you'd like to work in if you want to be in person. And then based on that research, you would see what kind of appears the most. So maybe you would see like a certain JavaScript framework that appeared in a lot of them or a soft skill or an understanding of another topic or what have you. And then based on that little list that you compile, you could just do some Googling and research on your own to see if there's like a certain order to learn those things in. Because if you're just starting out, you may not really know like, two different technologies, like which is more advanced than the other, which is harder to learn. So definitely do some research before you just jump in, because if you happen to jump in with like the harder thing first, you could get really discouraged and off track and that, you know, won't be good. So make sure to get a sense of like the beginner things to the more advanced things and then start to learn them in that order. Like, you know, checking each off the list as you go, which mind you could take, depending how many hours you learn every day, it could be three months to a year. Again, it really depends on how much time you're able to really put into it. But that's typically what I see with like guests that come on the show um, who switch into tech, how long it uh, will take them. And of course there could be detours along the way or something and may even take longer than a year depending on what their life looks like. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's like a really good framework to follow starting with the vision first. And then over time you may realize, oh, I actually really don't like front end stuff. I actually think I'm more interested in the just design. Like I love design. I love user experience and I'm learning some of these front end technologies. They're just not really driving with me. Well, you can go back, kind of reassess your vision and repeat that process all over again. The great thing, and I tell this to people all the time who are like worried about picking a wrong end goal, the chances of whatever skills you learned in that first kind of phase that they'll carry over in some way is super high. Like front end development, you know, design user experience, they're different, but they're not that different. Like having some basic understandings of, of coding could definitely help you in a like user experience or design role. This is just one example, but it really, they carry over for, for a lot of things. So it's not like your time has been wasted if you do later decide to switch paths. Mm -hmm. And and then speaking of just the um, having some basic understanding of coding, do you think it's helpful for call it business development professionals, or do you think like we're starting to reach a point where you know having a good understanding or at least some kind of basic understanding of coding is kind of helpful for all professionals or knowledge workers to some extent? Yeah, I would say maybe not everyone. I think it depends on like the company or the the industry again that you're in. Well, actually. Scratch all industries that as 
I think a lot of people say this, I don't know who was the first to say this, but all companies are tech companies nowadays, which is true. But I think the technology and the things that you learn does depend again on your role at the company, what your future role wants to be in the company that you work at. And oh, another thing is your geographic area. This is something I didn't even realize that early on, but there's certain like cities and certain like ecosystems where certain technologies are used more than others. So like if I'm looking for a job in Miami versus um, Phoenix or something, there could be like different technology trends in different cities. So that's another thing to be mindful of before you get like too far into one specific thing. If, if you're teaching yourself how to code. Um, so I think like, yes and no to, to try to put that shortly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to put a sweeping generalization on different things, but, um, it just seems like I'm grateful for recently learning how to, uh, some more digital skills. And uh, I wish I spent a little bit more time on it earlier in my career, but you know, you, you kind of never know sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, so speaking of also learn to code with me. And so now that's full time for you. Right. And I think you said you started blogging a couple of years ago and then, you know, you had a pretty uh, important role at teachable. Um, so maybe for the, somebody that has a side hustle and, you know, is wondering what do you think are some lessons learned from growing a side hustle at a full-time company you know, and then now leaving it and now being it, you know, your full-time thing. Yeah. I feel like I could like, this is something I can definitely talk a lot about, but I'll try to be brief as as I possibly can. So building like a side business for me, it was the blog, the podcast in the way that I would make money from it. Just so people have like the context is we would do um, affiliate marketing, which is like promoting products and earning a commission for sales that you drive, like from your referral links and sponsorship packages. So like for the podcast or the blog companies would pay to sponsor us and, you know, get in front of our audience. And this is while I was working at Teachable. Now I've expanded into other things since being full-time. But again, while I was working full-time, that's what I mostly focused on. So it like, doing those things in my opinion. Oh, and I also did some like freelancing and consulting. Some of the things I'm doing today, I'll admit, I don't think I ever could have done when I was working full time because it is just taking so much more of my energy, like creating courses and creating other kinds of like digital products that I'm glad I didn't try to do it sooner. And I'm glad that I waited full time to do it, but I was making money in those other ways still. And when I look back, it's, it is very difficult for me to wrap my head around how I managed it all because I used to go to work from like 9.30 to 6.30. I would then sometimes, some days go to the gym for like an hour or so, grab dinner, and then I would work again every single night from like 8.30 or 9 to like 11 or midnight. So I was working all the time on weeknights. I would spend my entire weekend sometimes working. So I was just working like seven days in a row on, you know, on, on Teachable and then I'll learn to code with me on the weekends. Maybe I would take like one full day off a week. So during that time, I did have a very um, limited social life overall. I did still go out with friends and go on vacations and whatever. It wasn't like I literally locked myself in a room every day after work, but there was definitely a lot of stuff I had to say no to and I had to make sacrifices um, so I could 
continue growing learn to code with me while I while I was working full time um and and yeah so so I kept you know doing that slogging away and eventually things started to click like I was starting to make more money from learn to code with me every single month um and it got to a point where I was then making more than my full-time job and I had like one or two really good months in particular with Learn to Code with me. And that's what sort of, um, there was a few other factors too, but that's one of the big things I think confidence wise that made me feel like, oh, I actually think I could do this full time and like support myself and have this be my full time business. So at that point in time, I began making like preparations to, to leave my full-time job. But that took a few months for me just to do that. Like, it wasn't like I made this money for like a couple months that was more. And I was like, okay, boom, I'm gone. Like it took me like planning and, and, and yeah, several months of that before I ultimately left. Mm -hmm. you, you said you could, uh, it's, it's a big topic. Was there, is there anything else maybe that, um, really stands out in terms of either, yeah, obviously you're working a bunch, but maybe either like communication with your employer or the type of project or the type of work, any other thoughts on, you know, growing a side hustle while also working at a company? Yeah. So what really helped me then like start to make more income from learn to code with me was when, and this sounds like so obvious, but I got like really, really, really strategic about certain projects at one time because you only have so many hours a week to do this outside your full-time job. So I would really think about what is like one project I can work on that won't take me too much time. So now in my life doing it full-time, I don't think the same way because I have more time to do it. But back then I only have, you know, X hours a week, X hours a month. What project can I do right now that I can deliver by the end of this month that is going to really move the needle forward and not take me that much time. So I would delegate and I would have other contractors help me with things, but um, my actual work and also the cost of the contractors, obviously trying to keep that low too. Like what would be the best thing for me to work on so I could put in like limited effort and get the most results. And once I started being more strategic with the actual things I did, that was started to really like shift things as far as the um, income goes. And just like being more strategic from like a business perspective, I guess, because the first few years of Learn to Co with me, I definitely thought of it as more as a hobby. I didn't have, um, I wasn't operating under the assumption that this could be my full-time job one day. Um, I was pretty young when I first started it. So again, this would have been back in, I guess I start. I get all the dates. I think if I started coding in 2013, it's been 2014. So that was, wait, how long ago is that? Oh my oh gosh. That's like five years ago. Yeah. Like five years ago, six years ago. And, um, yeah, I just don't think I was ready to do it full time back then, like mentally, <laughs> or it wasn't even like an option in my mind. So once that became like, I took it more seriously, that really shifted for me as far as money, as far as money goes. So, I don't know if there's really any takeaway there, but I do think like when you start to think about something like this is going to be my full-time job or this could be my full-time job one day, rather than just a hobby, it does for me at least shift things as far as what I prioritize and what I didn't prioritize. So for people listening, being like super strategic with your schedule, that's a, that's a tip and like saying no to stuff like you're going to have to really pick and choose what you do and what you don't do, whether that's with friends or family or like 
other like you know stuff with work like happy hour after work like you're probably gonna have to say no to a lot of stuff um and just picking very diligently what you're going to be putting your time towards that can move the needle forward the most and for me with my employer i was actually really lucky that teachable is like a software to help people um, create online courses and other digital products so what i was doing then wasn't really creating digital products but i was promoting digital products that's how i made like most of my money was by promoting courses so because it, it was not too similar but similar with like teachable that it wasn't like viewed negatively that I was doing that. It was kind of viewed as like, oh, like, you know, Laurence is, has her own kind of thing going on and it's kind of relates to Teachable, kind of not, but she's almost like a customer of Teachable. So it's kind of cool, you know, that like she also works here. So I know that wouldn't be the case for everyone's company, but it actually ended up working out pretty well that I, that I worked there. But when I started working there, that wasn't my intention at all. It wasn't, oh, this is going to be a good way for me to grow my side business while working full-time because they kind of have, you know, parallels that, yeah, I wasn't at, at that point in time, I didn't even know if I wanted to do learn to code with me full-time. And I was even thinking of like stopping it and just working full-time. So, yeah. Hmm. That's fascinating. I think the, what I heard some interesting shifts in terms of like hobbies slash side projects, once you start to see them turn into like potentially revenue generating and potentially being more than just what they are or like, you know, just some glimmers and be like, well, what happens if I put a lot more time into this? You know, what, what, what could something a lot bigger look like? Exactly. And it, it took me a while to really see that. I do think, you know, for other people, maybe it would happen a lot sooner for them. It was just me and the journey I was on, but it took me yeah a couple of years to really see that potential there if I could do this full time. And as I just said, there were lots of, I would go back and forth. Like there were times where I thought about just stopping or not, not like taking the site down, but just not actively managing it, not doing the podcast, not producing new content and just putting all of my focus into full-time, my full-time job or, you know, other kind of career development that relates to my full-time job. And then I go back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> and then finally, once I began making, you know, certain more than my full-time job, I, I realized it could actually have legs. And that was kind of what I needed to, um, again, give myself the confidence to do it full-time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Um, as um, if somebody's listening and is interested in breaking into tech or, or teaching themselves um how to code or anything? Is there like one thing that you think that they should do or one way that they could get started? Yeah, I think again, kind of with my answer earlier about the reverse engineering, I think thinking about your end goal before you jump into something and like the why, right? The why you're doing something is really important. So instead of just going out and buying a course on, you know, how to build a website or how to make a mobile app, like really think about like why you're doing it and what your end goal is going to look like and have that essentially make a learning plan based on that. And you could even, if you don't want to do that whole reverse engineer exercise, you could just think about it a lot more simply of what's my end goal? What do I need to get there? Okay. I'm going to take a course, you know, based on that. Um, Cause that was one thing I did early on that I wish I did differently was I just kind of aimlessly like learned things. Like I would just learn this because I saw it online, learn that because I saw it. I wasn't really thinking longer term, like what are these skills going to help me do in the future? I was just kind of learning different skills, you know, like frolicking around without a real plan in place until like 
months later, I realized, wait a second, I wasted, I don't want to say waste, but I spent all this time learning these things that I don't even want anything to do with these technologies. I actually should have been learning, you know, blank the whole time. So putting some research and thought in before you just jump in. Okay, perfect. All right, Laurence, um, before you let listeners know where they can follow up and support, if there's anything else, one last thing or you think that we just didn't talk about uh, from different side hustles, growing you know, them to full-time projects, um, balancing different projects, um, learning new skills, if there's anything else, um, please let us know. And Yeah, I think I pretty much covered all the, the main points of the side hustles and uh, managing your schedule and saying no to things and sacrifice and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think, I think that's it, honestly. So where people can find me online is, well, my website is learn to code with dot me. That's probably the best place. Um, from there you can find the blog and the podcast. If you know, you're listening to this and you're a podcast listener, you can find the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. It's also called learn to code with me. We're on a break right now of putting out new episodes, but we're going to start again in 2020. And our interviews are pretty much all with people who switched into tech themselves and like their story and how they did it and how they got to where they are today. Amazing. Thank you so much, Laurence. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Hey, friend. This episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at portfoliocareerpodcast.com. I'm really excited for you to learn from this episode and would love to hear any thoughts from you and continue the conversation where I post this episode on many different social channels. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast for my weekly portfolio career podcast show and really excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.